This episode is brought to you by CNA Insurance Company, a leading insurance company that provides a broad range of standard and specialized property and casualty insurance products and services for businesses and professionals throughout the U.S., Canada, and Europe, and is backed by more than 120 years of experience and approximately $45 billion in invested assets. Hi, this is Alyssa Burley with Rancho Mesa's Media Communications and Client Services Department. Thank you for listening to today's top Rancho Mesa news brought to you by our Safety and Risk Management Network, Studio One. Welcome back, everyone. My guest is Sam Clayton, Vice President of the Construction Group with Rancho Mesa. He specializes in risk management and insurance for concrete, utility, street, and road contractors. Today, we're going to talk about preparing for the federal government's massive infrastructure projects pre-qualification process. Sam, welcome to the show. Good morning, Alyssa. Glad to be back. Now, last fall, the federal government passed the $1.2 trillion Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act to rebuild and modernize America's roads, bridges, transit, rails, airports, broadband, and wastewater infrastructure. What does this mean for contractors who want to bid on some of these contracts? With this tsunami of public funds starting to become available, state and local government agencies will require contractors to enter a pre-qualification process in order to qualify to bid upcoming projects. Many of these entities will look closely at the contractor's experience modification rate, also known as their EMR or XMOD. For listeners who aren't too familiar with the EMR, will you explain how the number is calculated and maybe interpret what the number means? Sure. The EMR is a numeric representation of a company's payroll and claims history compared to businesses in the same industry or standard industry classification. EMRs create a common baseline for businesses while allowing for a surcharge or a debit when an employer's claims are worse than expected and credit when employers' claims are better than the industry average. More specifically, companies with an EMR rate of 1.00 are considered to have an average loss experience. Factors greater than one are considered worse than average, while less than one are considered better than average. Okay, so the EMR is a way to compare multiple contractors' overall safety, even though they may have different sizes or have varying payrolls. With the $1.2 trillion allocated for infrastructure projects, I'm sure there are a lot of contractors that will be bidding for these contracts. Will having a high EMR hurt contractors looking to bid these projects? Absolutely. In this highly competitive world of construction bidding, it has become more common that contractors can be precluded from the pre-qualification process due solely to above average EMRs. This represents in my opinion, an oversight as many companies have strong, well-developed safety programs, yet their EMR is holding them back. How so? Well, here are some examples. First, EMRs are lagging factors. They only factor the last three policy periods, not including the current policy period. Two, EMRs can include claims that may have been unavoidable and do not represent a lack of safety. For example, one of your employees is rear-ended by an uninsured motorist. Third, large severity claims from smaller size companies can impact the EMR much more negatively than a similar size claim at a larger firm. Fourth, 
the effectiveness of claims handling may vary from one insurance company to another, thus impacting certain employers when cases remain open with higher reserves. So what do you recommend contractors do if their EMR is higher than average, yet they still want to bid on a project? Rather than placing such a critical importance on the EMR rate, owners and contractors designing the pre-qualification document should include frequency indicators like incident and dart rate, i.e. days away, restricted or transferred forms. These measuring tools incorporate current year totals and can provide up to five years of historical data. Incident rate calculations indicate how many employees per 100 have been injured under OSHA rules within a specific time period. The DART rate looks at the amount of time an injured employee is away from his or her regular job. Lastly, contractors attempting to become pre-qualified should have the ability to provide a detailed explanation should their EMR exceed 100. So what type of information should they have? This could include loss data, a summary of the company's injury and illness prevention plan, and a code of safe practices, and more information on what exactly the company is doing to reduce future exposure to loss. Given this importance of the pre-qualification process and potential for contractors to be precluded from new opportunities to bid work, we've developed a best practices approach to assist companies in managing their EMR. Will you go into detail about the best practices when preparing for the pre-qualification process when your EMR is high? Sure. The best practices approach to high EMRs includes a total claim physical, safety KPI dashboard, claims advocacy, and implementation of risk management tools. So let's go into each of these. What is the total claim physical? The total claim physical accurately identifies your company's strengths and weaknesses and then scores the company against others in the industry. It includes an audit of the EMR, analysis of claim frequency and severity, claim trends, and determine root causes, provide quarterly claims reviews, and conduct pre-unit stat meetings. That sounds really useful. Uh, what about the safety key performance indicators or KPI dashboard? Well, this is a tool companies can use to strategically manage their underlying components that directly impact the experience modification rate, and help project future experience modification deviations. I know the KPI dashboard is always an eye-opener for contractors when they see the data. Why is a claims advocate important? Utilizing a claims advocate can decrease existing claim costs, reduce excessive reserves, and expedite claim closures, which can reduce the EMR. Jim Malone, also known as Jimmy the Bull, is our workers' compensation claims advocate and is the guy you want working with you on your claims. He seems to know everything about claims handling. So last, what about risk management tools? Well, our risk management application provides access to safety training materials and tracking, analysis of incidents and OSHA record keeping, and monthly risk management workshops and webinars. So take advantage of the resources that are available to you. Sam, if listeners have questions about their experience modification rate or risk management, what's the best way to get in touch with you? I can be reached at 619-937-0167, or you can email me at sclayton at ranchomesa.com. Sam, thanks for joining me in Studio One. Thanks, Alyssa. This is Alyssa Burley with Rancho Mesa. Thanks for tuning in to our latest episode produced by Studio One. For more information, visit us at ranchomesa.com 
and subscribe to our weekly newsletter.